0: So glad you're here. Uh, welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. And we are just excited to talk to you girls. And I, I'm assuming it's women listening to us, let's be <laughs> honest. There's no men listening to us. Nope. Uh, anyways, but yeah. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm okay.
1: Yeah? Yeah. You're okay? I'm okay. It's a good day. There's sunshine.
0: Mm-hmm. So school's almost out and we school's are... School's almost out.
1: Yeah. No I,
0: routines.
1: I'm looking forward to summer, just so I can be more intentional with my time spent with my kids. Mm. I think at the end of the year, with it
0: gets th- crazy, baseball. Like oh, you yeah. have soccer,
1: but I have one. My littlest one is only two. Rage, and then Rowan and Rigby are six and seven. So they're playing t-ball and baseball right now, and um, I'm dragging my little guy around a lot, and yeah. he's he's struggling. Uh, he doesn't know he's struggling. But we know he's struggling. Right. He's two, and he is. He's got a. He was made by God. <laughs> is this is what you're
0: telling yourself. <laughs> yes.
1: With which is true. A very strong personality, mm-hmm. and um, so he fights me on everything. Mm-hmm. He's a fighter, mm-hmm. and I joke about that a lot because he was in the womb during intense an intense time when Derek was really sick, Right, I was pregnant. Oh, yeah, he was. And so I, you know, not that that means anything, but. Your
0: body was stressed, though. Like, you were stressed. Yeah,
1: and I'm I'm just saying, I joke about that a lot. But so he is an intense kid. Mm -hmm. And we named him Rage because (laughs) of that whole season of when Derek was really sick. We didn't want to remember. I mean, we didn't want to forget the craziness of the raging storm we were in. Right. And that God calmed. How faithful
0: he was. Yeah, God
1: calmed the seas, man. And so we named our baby Rage because he was born right in the middle of it. And um, he has
0: become his name. Uh, he, he lived up to it right he, but he's so darn cute I and know. you joke that we should have named him i always am like you should have called that kid shalom <laughs> shalom right <laughs> which means peace so <laughs> <laughs> instead of hate <laughs> but uh, yeah intense anger <laughs> yeah intense you anger, to yes. say. Oh. right
1: that's what it means in the dictionary but he is
0: but like, you know and these these third kids like our third baby he um they do get used to just they that becomes their normal of just kind of You Mm Dragging them everywhere with, but they have to come with you with where you're going. And so I'd like, don't be, don't feel bad about that. I know.
1: And he is like, I like how he can just mold into situations. Mm. You know, like your first kid, you're always like, okay, he's never done this before. How is he going to do it? But your third kid, they just,
0: they're like, they're trying to keep up. Yeah. They want, they don't want to be left behind.
1: Right. And my firstborn, Rowan, she was um, a strong personality too. Even before she was one, she would just, She she would bang her head on the wall to get what she wanted. And I'd have to pin her into the seat, the car seat. She would kick and scream. And I hit a point where when she was two years old that I just did not know what to do with her. It was so messy. She was so mean and angry. And she would hit me and scream at me. And I was at my wits end and I called a woman from church, Mm. one of our pastor's wives, who I didn't even know. And I was like, I heard you're a good mom. Can you oh. help me? And she said, "Yeah." And so I went and sat at her house. Um, yeah, oh, I love and, that. and she um, talked to me and told me things to do with Rowan, and they worked. So I need to dig. That encouraged I need to call her again. She moved to California. <laughs> <laughs> but you're sitting in front of me, and you are a good mom. So you oh, maybe you can help girl. me. I'm here again, and like rage fights me and. Um, it's exhausting and sometimes like he'll cry and scream like with me for hours and I'll put him in the corner put him in the corner the
0: struggle is very real
1: it is and different kids react different ways to different discipline but right now I'm trying to figure out um how to discipline him
0: for his personality Mm -hmm. and also without quenching that strong will because you know because that's God's created him that way. And I know
1: one day that could be turned around for wonderful things. But right now it is really hard and it's exhausting. And I just feel like a failure as a mom right now. So any of you other mamas out there, you're not alone. This is my world. And like he can be like he gives the best kisses and I hugs know. but he also gives the hardest punches <laughs> <laughs> and bites yeah he does he's a biter he, oh, this third one I line didn't have any biter it's the worst thing to have um a little toddler that you're putting in a nursery or I know a babysitter or something and they bite other kids and you're just like I know how much that hurts you though it does because you, know, you want other people I to know. not hate your kid and yeah oh. well
0: it's raging, but when your kid I gets know. bitten by some
1: other kid, you look at that kid and
0: I know, and mm-hmm. you well and then you know, yep. that's what we do though, like, which is not right, but we start comparing and we start, yeah, um, it's a trap. you know, yeah, it is, and we start judging this other mom, and we have no idea what she's struggling with and going through. And you know, I love that, like, be kind because everyone's fighting a hard battle, so there's no reason to be unkind. So even if that baby bites your kid. You know what, let's have a little grace and we can have a calm conversation. No one needs to flip out because that's not going to help anybody.
1: Right, yeah. And it's been humbling for me. Um, My best friend, Michelle, I'll bring her up a lot on here because she's part of your life. She's part of my life. She's such a good mom and she has the gift of mothering and loving. She has a family of seven kids, soon to be eight, her and her husband. (gasps) Yeah, she's working on her eighth baby. She's but,
0: like Ba Ingalls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she is. And she, like, I love
0: she's that. the mom
1: that, like, organizes um, treasure hunts for her kids wow. and, like, will hide That's things her. in the yard when they come home from school. It's, like...
0: That's so sweet. It is. So
1: she is a... a good yes job, mom. She's a good mom. And, but she had one of her kids. Um, we do life together, obviously. We're really close... And one of her kids was a biter and he, I remember him biting my middle son Rigby who happens to be like my easiest kid. Thank goodness. Thank you, Lord. For one, for right? one in the middle. That was just like the best little, yeah.
0: Right anyway, invention.
1: but he, you know, one of her kids would bite Rigby sometimes. And, um, I did, I remember how it made me feel and like I hated that he would get bit and I'd always want to protect him from the bite. Like he's going to bite or, you know, and you know, but now I have the kid that's biting her kid,
0: right? And it's like,
1: oh, now I'm on this side of it, and it's yeah, humbling, and it's it like,
0: ew. I know, you know, I know. And you know what? The beautiful thing is, he will stop. He's he's not going to go to university one day biting people. You know, like mm-hmm. it'll it's it's a season. And oh golly, I. Why don't you speak grace over young oh, moms mercy. like me? Yeah. I'm not young,
1: but my kids you, are armed.
0: young. Can you
1: just it. give it to me? You've been <laughs> seriously.
0: here seriously. Yeah, no, and I've had boys, you know, I have, I've done the same thing. I've turned to other moms and been like, what, what can I do right now? Like I see my kids struggling in this area and I don't know, I've never been here before experienced this. So, and I think that's a wealth of knowledge, you know, when you do see those moms that, um, they parent with grace, but they still, there's, they are just, Mm -hmm. and you know, like there's consequences still like my boys, we have three boys, our oldest being almost 12 12, 10, and seven. And so we've had to walk through a lot of those crazy days that are exhausting. And I said to Kurt, like there were days where all I did was say no and have to put them in their rooms and take things away. And, um, you just feel like all I've done is nag all day long. I am nothing but a an nag, And I look at those other moms who are doing the, other wonderful things and I would judge myself on a scale I would measure myself against those other moms but you're seeing them on their good day you don't you're n- seeing them on the good day you're seeing the good yes. yeah but there's you know so all other we things we choose yeah. what we're going to see and what we're going to listen to and so like I just don't I actually didn't ever go to play groups with me mm-hmm. I don't I am not against play groups and like mom's <laughs> groups and stuff yeah they're great I just know that I didn't want to do that I didn't want to sit around with a bunch of because like, that's how I viewed it. I viewed it, not necessarily in a proper yeah. light. Um, it was my own You're plight. such a brat. I know. <laughs> no, just kidding. I know. But like, I didn't care if your kid takes a soother or not. Or I don't care if my right. baby's not walking yet or what. Like, I just don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to go there. Like, I just. Yeah. I, There's so was, much of that. Yeah. And I just didn't. Comparison. And I just, it just made me feel gross. And so. I had friends who had kids the same age as me, you know, we would hang out a lot when they were little, but I really didn't have a lot of, um, you know, my grandma and I had my aunts and I had my sister and people that had done it before me. And, um, they were a really great source of encouragement. And then my mom, I remember my mom and my dad, they, they had told me, and actually Kurt's parents too. My gosh, they were awesome. Um, encouraging me to read good resources, like to go <laughs> where there's, Good counsel. So, like, I remember reading The Strong Willed Child by Dobson. It's a great book. And I remember reading Bringing Up Boys by mm. Dobson. And mm-hmm. they are, um, if you go to bydesignpodcast.com, we'll have links to these books that you can get. Um, Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted mm. Tripp. It's yeah, a great book. I need to get book. some of these books that I have them, and I've read them. I need to reread them. I know. And that's the thing. You need sometimes need to revisit them. And right now I'm reading one. Oh, my golly. It is so good. It's one of my, I think, my most favorite reads of, like, the year that I've read. it, it's called Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World by Kristen Welch. And, oh, mercy. And I she... It's, like... For me, I feel it's very validating because it's... um She's saying things that Kurt and I believe and that we have implemented in our home. So I don't feel like... Am I the only crazy mom out here, like, expecting... Not expecting, but, like, requiring of my kids to be decent people. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Kurt and I have told them that when we've had to discipline them when they've been bad, like we love you too much to let you be a moron. Like (laughs) we are, uh, we say it just like that to them because that's what they'll be if we let them get away with it. So it's one of the, my favorite things that has just really changed my um, whole view of this was, you know, that, that verse in Proverbs that says train up a child in the way he should go. Mm -hmm. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many times have we heard that verse, right? and we yes. heard we've heard other people use that verse um, in ways that maybe I'm not comfortable with like I'm just not comfortable mm-hmm. with hearing them claim that verse. so she was saying how she was reading these papers of this theologian um, and how he was saying how the the Hebrew can be more accurately translated from um train up a child in the way that he should go can be more accurately translated to according to his way Hmm. so that flips it right all of a sudden that flips it from being like if we let a child grow up according to his way when he is old he will not depart from it and we know what that way is is that's selfish and proud and all those things so if we let them get away with All these things, Mm -hmm. when they are old, they will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. They will be a moron. Like, you know, they'll be a bad employee (laughs) or, you know, a proud or stubborn um, wife or husband. Not even a good friend. Not a good friend. You know, the world will be all about them and what they need and what they feel and their feelings will be paramount to what God has called for them in their life. So mm-hmm. that was something that I was like, Oh my gosh, that's just so good. And that's good theology, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a whole, it's a whole lot more about that. You know, if you look up in, you know, mm-hmm. some great um, commentaries on it and, but I just loved that. Like it made it more like, okay, cause what about the, what about the parent that has raised the child? Right. And they've chosen to go their own way, mm-hmm. you know, like, and doesn't come back to it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like doesn't come like, But I just feel like that's a better, that's more what that scripture represents is the, you know, if you let your kid grow up according to his own way when he is old, I promise you he will not depart from it. Like, Mm -hmm. So it's our duty as moms and dads to raise our kids with integrity and with kindness and humility and um, that we should be imparting the things of Jesus into their life. They should be seeing that first at home though. Like, and that's what, you know, a lot of us are entitled, Mm -hmm. you know, we feel like we deserve to have um, are be happy at all times, you know? Like right. I don't want to feel discomfort. I feel like I deserve to be comfortable and not struggle. And we actually believe that for ourselves. So our kids are learning it straight from us. So we need right. to look they, at our own hearts first and realize, okay, what am I actually telling my kids when I do? Whenever they say, "Let's just stop for, um, can I get a milkshake or whatever?" If I let them do it every time it's not special. Like, am I doing that? Are they seeing me just treating myself? Like I deserve all good things all the time, you know? And it's those little things that do, they speak things to our kids. They, they practice what they see Mm -hmm. and that sticks with them longer Mm -hmm. than the words that they, that you say. So just making sure that, you know, we're actually living that first, you know, of being selfless and putting others first and, Mm -hmm. um, being yeah. kind, you know, being kind, always err on the like, side. I tell my boys that every day when they leave, be kind today. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, and they're not always right. Like, right? I'm not always kind, and I'm not pretending that my kids are perfect or they have it all together. Right. But back to being a nag when they were little, putting that hard work in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they grow into being mm-hmm. men and women who know right from wrong you know, and Absolutely. that's, and that's the, that's, it's not easy. It's, it's not, not,
1: no. And, you know, I, um, oh man, I, I am a mom. Like, I think I, no, I used to think I was a good person, <laughs> you know, like right. a nice person. I remember thinking like, I'm such a oh, calm, mercy. I know where this like is laid going, back person. I, I was, I was always yeah. just like m- my mom and dad are real laid back and just really good loving parents. And like, I was pretty sure I was gonna be like that as a parent, but I am not. I am I get angry and I I see my own ugly heart now that I have kids. Oh, they're so sanctifying, right? You
0: see all your flaws
1: are magnified in your kids. Right. Yeah. If you think you're something, have some kids. (laughs) Just have some kids.
0: Have some children. (laughs) Oh and you will see that you are not. And so And let's just Okay, and if you don't have kids, let's not be quick to judge other people. (laughs) No, and then right, you will be Oh, we're gonna laugh at you. I, I'm not gonna lie. I like to laugh at I have it's so funny. I there's a friend of mine that, you know, he loved to tell me what you know, you know, never had kids, you know, loved to tell me what I was doing wrong or like yeah. would like correct my children over things that really and just bless it because now they're having kids and it's hilarious. I just laugh at oh, it and, and love being like, "Yeah, welcome to my world, buddy." It's not Yeah, so?
1: until you're living in an ex- yeah. in a situation and experiencing it experiencing it for yourself. Um, you really don't know what it's like no. for that person. And yeah, I with my my friend I was talking about earlier, Michelle, she has a big family, and so she has to parent differently because she has so many kids. Right. And so it's easy to look at the way she, um, this, you know, like her and I have talked about this a lot because some people, you know, have made comments like, she needs to be doing this or that, but like parenting a big flock is much different than when you have one child or two. And it's it's just, it's funny because she's living in that and nobody, we would never know because I will never be there because mm-hmm. we're done having children. Right. Unless, you know, we start adopting, which we are open to if the Lord brings it there. Right. But anyway, she, you know what I mean? It's like, we're the. it's be careful what you say about other people's situations because it's until you're living in it. Yeah. Right. The
0: grass is always greener where right. you water it. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. And God has a way with me where I think that I'm something and then he quickly shows me that, no. um, well, actually, this is the truth about you. So. And it's usually through our kids. <laughs> right. Um, so... Yeah. I would say if there's any of you mamas out there with little ones or big ones and you're struggling, um, talk, you know, reach out to someone. Yeah, it takes a church, community. Yes, I think it takes a village to raise right. your kids. Like
0: I look at, I have like my kids get to be around like you and your husband and other friends of ours and their husbands. Cause we don't have our family close by anymore. And, um, that's been really hard because mm-hmm. I've wanted my kids to grow up being around both sets of our parents, you know, like I want them to be doing things that they normally would get to do and have the wisdom of like, I just love when they get to spend time mm-hmm. with their grandfather and you know, those things, but they're not around that, but they are around some awesome people here. And, um, I'm so thankful for that. And it does take a village and right. for them to let's, speak into our other kids' lives.
1: Yeah. Let's, I say, go for it. You know, don't be ashamed. I, I had another friend, And I remember even myself when I was contemplating going to um, that lady a couple years ago, embarrassed and like ashamed. Like it was a weird thing because you don't want people to really know because you want to appear good. And that's a sick, weird thing and of our own ugly hearts. And so I'm so thankful that I did because what the, the things that she gave me amazing little tips that maybe they're easy simple things but and I also felt heard I had someone speak into my life but um one of my girlfriends recently was struggling with one of her kids and she did tell me about it and I was like bring that up in your small group have those women pray for you and she's like well I then I feel like they'll see my daughter or... Differently. Yeah, and whenever Uh. she's acting that way, they'll call it out in her and so... Why not? But Yeah, (laughs) but that's the thing. I was like, let's be you know, and and I know where she's coming from because it's hard because once you speak I about know. something it's out there. But like, if you are with people you trust and you're supposed to be building each other up, you have to yes. be honest and you have to give God a chance to work through the community yes. he's put you in. So and honestly, take what's that your chance. goal for your kid though? Yeah, and this
0: is the other question that I've asked myself and other, other moms, like, what's your goal for your kid just to be like, you're setting that child up to fail, like, mm-hmm. you know, or for them to think that they're they can't show their true colors or that they can't be known if you aren't willing to share it, you know? Right. And so that's my goals for my boys to be better without me. I don't want them to have to, I want them to go get some wise counsel. And like, actually that's something, a friend of ours, um, he imparted that wisdom on Kurt and I, and he was just, he didn't even, I don't even think he was realizing that we would. It would mm-hmm. stick with us so much because he was just saying how he admired his parents for doing that when he was young. He mm-hmm. would come to them with a question and they would answer. Or then they would they told him, I want you to go find, you know, go talk to him about it. Go talk to another wise man, godly wise man. Go talk to him about it. Hmm. And that would give them credibility because a lot of times it would line up to what the parents said. You know, and also he was learning how to go to somebody outside of his family saying, I'm, what about this issue? You know, I'm struggling with this, you know, and I just love that. Like, we do that with our boys now. Like, I want you to go talk to these men that are have wise counsel, you know, that's awesome. I can't wait till I get there with yeah, my kids and it's a great remind me of this. Yeah. Well, and he told us that when our kids were your kids age, okay, like, and you're you know, yeah. and now and it's something that's just really stuck with us. Like, yeah. and, and and I want to do that. Like I want to, you know, first of course, we go to God, of course, yeah. clearly, but like, I want to get wise, good, godly counsel. I don't want to listen to the world. I don't want to listen to the culture. I want to listen to the wisdom that God's given other people. Cause Mm-hmm. Anyways,
1: no that's great, um, so that is good advice for older kids, yeah, that's the best and I wanted to share one little tidbit that I got from my friend a few years ago for those of you out there with little kids um, <laughs> as you're trying to think of things like for me, I didn't even know the words to give my kids to set them on the path. It was just it was frustrating, but she has this little saying that she shared with me that I use, and i I haven't been using it lately because my older kids are. On track, and so I'm going to bust it back out here. And so, um, as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself here. Preach she's, it, girl. Yeah, no, she's got just this little thing, and she says to her kids, um, "Obey all the way, right away." Mm-hmm. So it's great. She reminds them to obey all the way means you do completely what you were told, and right away means you do it right now. So she'll say, "Obey all the way, right away." And for my kids, that had become the saying that I would say. If they didn't obey right after I said that, then there would be a consequence that right. they really didn't like. Right. So even now today, when I bring those words out into the open with them, they'll do it. They know. I don't have to um, say, you're going to get in the corner no. or I'm going to take this. I can right. say, obey all the way, right away. Or I can leave the obey off and I can say, right away, all the way. And they'll still do it. Um but yeah, one time you're we at becomes
0: part of your family culture. Then yeah,
1: I just I you know I had forgot about that one. So um, having good. this conversation brought it back out. But I remember being at a, ga- a little kids baseball game once, and I said that to my son who wasn't paying attention to me, and one of the other little boys on the team goes, "What's obey me? Oh no!" <laughs>
0: and oh. I was like, um, oh, "Well, mercy. but it's just like a I word know. they haven't heard, right. and
1: it's I don't see it as a bad word, no, because I know. it's there's, not." it's a safe place. We're
0: called to obey. We're yeah. called to obey, right? Like all the way. right? You know?
1: and, and the thing is, is that there's safety there when yeah. you obey God, it's for your good. And yeah. there's We're not so trying to much well, okay, blessing. So, so, so
0: anyway, just to make it all real so that everyone knows how not together I am. My, <laughs> my kids bless them have started calling me the fun sponge. The what? The fun sponge. What's a fun sponge. It's a when fun I nice come scared. in, when I come in the room, they go, <sighs> You suck. Up the fun I know. Sponge. I'm oh the fun sponge. Oh, my goodness. Right? That's like a killjoy. I know. And I am not. I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even no, know. No, because you're like one of the funniest people I know. Oh, yeah, right. All no, the time. Well, yeah. Oh, please. Okay. Anyways, it's, it's hilarious to me. So they call me that, though. And they know, but this is another thing that we've had to teach our kids is time and place. I am all for having fun and doing great things. But I'll, I will say to them, even when we're out and they want it, time and place. Like, is this the time for that?
1: Mm, Time and place. I'm writing it down.
0: Yeah. Time and place. And like, they will like there's a time for, you know, everything and a place for everything, but it's not all the time. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like just teaching them that when they were little, I remember telling like Jude when he was really little and wanting to play and do something loud. This is not the time and the place for that. You know, like teaching them like, okay, what you're doing isn't bad. It's just, they need to learn when they can do that. You know, so Mm -hmm. anyways, when they're little and when they're older, like now my older son wants to horse around because we're, we get to be at the church, you know, Kurt works there. So we're there a lot. And the one beautiful thing I love about it is the leadership and the other staff families. We enjoy it. Like we enjoy the church and they enjoy it together. Like all the staff Mm -hmm. kids. And sometimes they have (laughs) a lot of fun and they do, they're able to run and do things and play hide and seek and do things throughout the week. But on Sundays, like that oh, was always hard. Like time. And place. Yes, time and place. Like okay, oh, we, I'm so we cannot do. We cannot be playing soccer in the hallways on Sunday morning. So
1: <laughs> I look forward to the fun and yeah, that there today. I know. It's okay. It's coming. I'm in the struggle. I'm on my face praying in front of my kid while it's screaming.
0: Hey, that's a great. And I'm thing. just like uh,
1: I don't know what to do. So, hey, that's what anyway. You this do. is real life. Yeah, let's um, you know. Pray for each other about that. Yeah, seriously, right. <laughs> and yeah. uh let's move on and let's do our design chat. Yeah. Chat about some that. design and so, just I you know, because we could beat this dead oh, horse my all day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So. so today for like our design tip, we were just talking about like having kids and people in your home. Um one of the things that I have discovered is that whatever is out in your home becomes your decor. Okay, so like if you've got stacks of books from the library or if you've got um, a whole bunch of soccer cleats like you do, like my house and shin guards and soccer socks that we're always trying to find that we can never find and um, all these things. If, if they're just out in your house or if it's bills on your counter or... Um, what Snacks. Snacks, all these things. It becomes your... Your decor it it says something and it makes you feel something when you walk into that space, so it's like some easy solutions for Mm -hmm. um, taking care of that.
1: Yeah, and I would say that your entryway of your home is the spot that you want to have clean and colorful and well welcoming. And my husband will laugh because, well, because of our house being this old farmhouse that is doesn't have the right floor plan yet, Um, you walk into. Our kitchen and our kitchen is probably the smallest room in the house so we're all on top of each other and so we have to work really hard to get things put away because it's chaos right. when the kids yes. come home and their shoes everywhere which yes. backpacks is backpacks and lunch bags yeah so anyway it's exhausting but having a spot for those and trying to keep your entryway efficient efficient is mm-hmm. um what is a good thing and especially like if, you know even when Your husband comes home from work, or if you're the one working and you're the one coming home, if that spot is a disaster when you walk in the door, it sets the tone.
0: (laughs) Talk about the fun sponge now. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I know it's so true. And I had to like our on our entry um, is we're on a bi level, so like it's like the stairs to go upstairs and stairs to go downstairs. So you can see downstairs also at the bottom of the stairs, which you know the kids play downstairs. Our house is set up. Um, when your kids are little, you have to have toys. There's toys are oh, there's toys everywhere. You know mm-hmm. they kind of take over your house when they're younger. As my kids got older, we started implementing the rule of no toys in our um, living space upstairs, which is where we have more for like entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, in our bedroom, and there's no toys allowed in my bedroom. Kurt's in my bedroom, and in our upstairs main mm-hmm. living space downstairs, we have a living room with the TV and all the toys, and their bedrooms and. I don't get crazy about that. So then mm-hmm. then there's a spot for their, some of their stuff. But if it's at the bottom of the stairs where you first walk in, it drives me crazy mm-hmm. because I hate that because it, it does. It makes me feel like yeah. my life's a mess as soon as I walk into that spot that's a mess, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've gone, like, you can go to Target or Hobby Lobby or anywhere, the container store, oh, my word, online even. you can Or buy Goodwill. Stuff. Or Goodwill, yeah. Just go find stuff that you can go find, like, Baskets or containers. Like I went and got um for like three dollars, like a galvanized metal like tub to put all of the shin guards in and soccer socks for the soccer season. Because I was so tired of them being strewn about and not being able to find them, it just made our life so much easier this spring.
1: Right. So I th- yes, and so we're let's- and hooks. Mm-hmm. Right. Little hooks for things. And so, yeah, whatever Lindsay's saying, whatever's out becomes decor. So let's try to style our spaces efficiently, but still make it pleasing to your eye. Yeah. So, um, right. Like little, you know, if you're going to have snacks out for your kids when they come home, maybe you have one jar sitting on the table that has crackers or cookies and it's a clear jar so they can see what's in it but it's pretty it's not a
0: bag of cookies and then you know you
1: can always switch out the snacks or you know maybe it's something like that that you
0: we have a snack basket in our pantry where it's like i will empty like the granola bar boxes and some Mm -hmm. fruit snacks or whatever and we put them in the basket and they know they can just go to the snack basket yeah, and get something.
1: Right. And you could pull that out if you yeah. wanted and sit it on your counter for when they come mm-hmm. home and put it away. And then it's like, it's in something that's nice and yes. makes you feel good. And Same with your
0: mail and mm-hmm. a spot to hang your keys and just as if everything has a place. And then you start creating the habits of putting things in their places. Um, so that it's going to take time. It's going to take time to do that and training your family to do the new things. But it, you will feel so much better if you walk into your space and, Things are in their place or hidden, <laughs> right?
1: So you could, you know, that you know, maybe it's spring. Kids are getting out of school. Maybe this is a good time to start decluttering. And I, I want to encourage you all if you feel overwhelmed, like there's n- you can't even get started. Put one thing on your schedule a day. Yeah. So like one, you're gonna tackle yeah. the kitchen counter, yeah. and you're gonna, m- you know, moving forward, you can, you know, you don't have to do it all in one day. You like. don't have to do it all in one day. You can knock take. A half hour and do one thing that day, just one thing. And I feel so much better. You feel so much better. It will inspire you to keep going. Yeah. Um, and then you know, try not to leave so much stuff out. That's one other thing for clutter. If everything is you're decluttering and you, you know, maybe can get yourself some organizers at um like we're saying, even a resale shop or yeah. yeah, or just use some of the stuff you have. Maybe you have yeah. A tray you can paint yeah. it. Like I do stuff like that all the time. Absolutely. So there's a we'll give you some ideas on yeah. our uh, on one our of my favorite hacks here. that
0: I've been doing is um I went to IKEA and I got those magazine racks, you know, like mm-hmm. the one like the magazine holders that are like yeah. file holders or whatever. And I use those for my like saran wrap, like my cling wrap and my mm-hmm. like tinfoil and parchment paper, and they all stand up in that in my mm-hmm. cupboard that- and like That's great. Yeah, it's like helps. It's very helpful. But like just making sure you put things back in their place. And the thing is, is your kids, if you have kids, they have been doing this at school. They are expected to keep their, their desks and their places organized. They're expected to hang up their backpacks and their coats. Do not do that to your kids when they come home. Don't yeah. do it for them. And you know what? You can tell them, you need to hang up your coat. You need right. to put your shoes away. Yeah. And you that's don't... great. You teach them that everything has a place. Yeah. And, just and because... we need to teach ourselves that too. Exactly. But like, don't, I just feel like with the summertime and, you know, we all get lazy. I, myself included, but mm-hmm. I don't let my, that's one thing. Like I expect you to be able to respect the space that mm-hmm. I'm working in. You know, this is our home for our family and for your dad who's working hard. You can help by hanging up your coat. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. And one piece of advice I got from someone, many, one of my mentors many years ago was um, once it touches your hand, you don't put it down until you put it away.
0: Oh, that's good. So like if you
1: pick up a stack of papers, don't sit them down somewhere else. Take those papers and put put them where they need to be. So once the object gets in your hand, go put it away in the right spot. And it's, you know, it's a life-giving thing. Oh, it's yeah. like freedom right there. Absolutely. Just finish, completely finish the task. Yeah. And so now if I can only do that with my laundry.
0: Seriously. Oh, laundry. One
1: of our friends is always telling me this to you know, completely finish something because I'll do like laundry and then it will be in a
0: pile and, you know, take has, it all the way to the end. All uh, the way. All the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. on that note, we are so glad that you listened today. It was so fun and I um, hope we'll...